Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of and Carmen Glancy with Homes of Idaho Real Estate. And now, here's Daniel. Well, hello and welcome to Keep the Republic. Dr. Daniel Bobinski here. And we're going to take a little bit of a shift from my normal conversation. Normally, when you tune into the show, we're talking politics and cultural issues, things happening here in Idaho. But today we have a special show. Uh, but before I get to that, I certainly want to stop and say thanks to our sponsors, Carmen Glancy, Real Estate with Homes of Idaho. You can find out why Carmen gets a five-star rating from people who do business with her. She is very experienced in the Treasure Valley and been doing it since, what, 2011, so she knows exactly what she's doing. If you want to buy a home, residential property, horse property, you need a lot of property for a couple of dogs that you have, perhaps, you want to contact Carmen Glancy. You can do that by going to BoiseRelocating.com. That's BoiseRelocating.com. Our show is also sponsored by Conservatives Of. It's a political action committee that helps get constitutionally-minded folks elected to office. You can go to conservativesof.com. Check them out there. They'd love to get your donation to help get constitutionally-minded folks elected and also support bills and things like that that also support the constitutionally-minded approach so we can keep the republic. Thanks again to Conservatives of and Carmen Glancy of Homes of Idaho, BoiseRelocating.com for sponsoring this show. Well, as I said at the top, we're going to be talking about something a little bit differently. We have the um, holidays coming upon us here. Christmas is coming soon. And many families like to get pets for gifts around this time of year. And Boise is a big dog town. We got, what, 30% of the population in Boise are dog owners. And yours truly is counted among those. And I just recently acquired a dog. And I wanted to tell some folks about the organization from which I got the dog because I'm a big dog fan. And I think people should consider places to get dogs. One place is the Humane Society. Uh, those of you who know me know if you probably got my invitation to my, my birthday party. My wife and I do a birthday party every year because our birthdays are so close. And we don't ask for gifts. We ask people to bring their checkbooks and write money. to. And we've, we've paid down the adoption fees on various dogs at the Humane Society. And we've done that for a couple of years. Well, this past year, I've lost a couple of pets. They just got a little old and we had to say goodbye to them. And I... After a few months, I really felt the need, and I thought, okay, I, I need to fill that need. So I had to go out and get another dog. Well, I went to the Humane Society, because that was my go-to place. And then I, I thought, can't find a dog here that I like. Nothing here matches what I'm looking for. And I'd really tried. And then I thought, well, let's look outside the Humane Society. There are other places out there as well. So I started looking around for places from which I could adopt, and I found a place called Friends Forever Animal Rescue. And I acquired the most beautiful um, Border Collie slash Black German Shepherd, and she's just a love. Um, I think my beware of dog signs outside my house are useless because, well, unless they consider licking somebody to death, maybe, maybe want to be aware of that, but she's just a love. And um, 
I was talking with the people who um, run this organization. I said, can I have you on the show so people can find out about what you are and who you are and what you guys do? So I want to welcome to the studio Rosalie Skefich. Rosalie, thank you for joining me here on Keep the Republic. Thanks for the invitation, Daniel, and we're happy to have you as an adopter. <laughs> well, it's happy to be one. You guys have a great organization. You don't have a hub where people go to look at the dogs. But all your dogs have a different situation. Tell us about how you guys do this. Yes, the organization Friends Forever Animal Rescue is a nonprofit organization. We did get that status in 2015. It started in the Magic Valley, but as uh, late as 2020, there was an increase in people wanting pets because they're staying home. And we ended up um, expanding to the Treasure Valley and to the Wood River Valley. And we have dedicated volunteers who do the customer service for, for those areas. Those volunteers take these dogs in and basically they foster them and so that they don't have to be in a pound situation. They're actually in a home getting loved. That's correct. Uh, we're always looking for good foster homes because that's where the dog gets the socialization. They become more adoptable. Uh, we get all the beautiful photos that are used to then find their forever homes. Unfortunately, we don't have enough foster homes to go around, and so the rescue does have to pay for boarding kennels. And in the boarding kennels, they're not learning anything. They're just uh, being taken out a few times a day for exercise, and they're being fed. And so we're always looking for more foster families. So that's an opportunity. If somebody listening wants to be a foster family for your organization, they could do that. Yes, definitely. Uh, the rescue does supply all necessary supplies. So it could be first-time foster families or it could be experienced foster families. We know if the dog is friendly, if um, it's cat-friendly or kid-friendly, we provide uh, the food and uh, bed and bowls. and Which makes it really easy for the foster family. It's, it's, it's like a turnkey operation. Here's the dog. Here's the supplies you need. Please watch this dog until we find it a forever home. That's right. I love it. And what I loved about it, which I, would, which I don't see on the Humane Society page, uh, there I go and I, I see one photograph of the dog, and that's all. With Forever Friends, I saw, I don't know how many photographs and movies that the foster family had put up. And I'm like, oh, I love, look, look at the personality of this dog. I could see it, watch the videos. And I think that was a big uh, push for me to go, okay, this is the dog. Because I could see the way she was behaving. And I know, okay, I, I can work with that. Thanks for noticing, Daniel. Um, the other thing where we stand out is uh, the rescue does the sleepovers. So you could just try out a dog with no obligation. And as everyone knows, It'll take a few days to, to see if it's a good fit, and it might sometimes might take a few weeks, and there's no pressure from the rescue. It's just, you know, when, when, it, when we all decide it's a good fit, that's when we'll do the, the final contract and pay the adoption fee. And I, it worked out great for me because we, we did take her home, and we loved her, and she fit beautifully and just called the phone, the other family back, and... And she had given us a bunch of stuff, you know, their leash and whatnot. And, and, nice. and, and, and I said, do I need to return these to you? And she goes, no, they were supplied by, the, uh, by Friends Forever. 
She goes, so, so I was able to keep that. And if you, by the way, if you want it, I can give it back to you. Um, <laughs> but, but the point is, you guys are, are so much more, I thought, than what the standard humane society provides. And I wanted people to learn about you. So how do people find where, where your dogs are and where they can look for dogs? Right now, because we don't have a central location, we do our best at promoting on social media. So we definitely do Facebook and we share with all the groups that are related to the type of dog. So it could be um, Idaho Rescue Network or it could be a breed specific uh, group. The other way is uh, the rescue has their own website. So we have them all on friendsforeveranimalrescue.com. And we need to point out that forever is spelt F-U-R, as in fur. <laughs> so people don't misspell that. Great. It's friends forever. Uh, there are also a few commercial websites. So adoptapet.com and petfinder.com. And the one we've had the most success is rescueme.org. We get 90% of our leads from a commercial website called rescueme.org. I love it. All right. So you have these dogs. Do you cats? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> we had cats. We did cats at one time. We strayed away from cats. Uh, but this year, there were so many kittens, Daniel, that we did accept about a dozen kittens. And we had one foster family. And we did adopt out some kittens this year. Excellent. Okay. So you guys um, have a way to uh, donate to you because, you know, this does not happen free. These things have costs involved. Um, how, if somebody wanted to donate to Friends Forever Animal Rescue, which is, again, friendsforeveranimalrescue.com, with forever being an F-U-R, is there a donate button on that page? The website has a button called Ways to Help. So we have all the ways that the public can use the online versions to donate via PayPal or Venmo, via Zelle. But we also have Idaho Central Credit Union. You can just go to the branch and deposit into our account. We have the um, writing a check and mailing it to an address. <laughs> Um, but, but you, got, you got some raffles coming up, don't you? But we have a more interesting way to, to, to raise funds. The Riverside Hotel is a very generous supporter of the rescue because they've adopted from us and they know some of the principles of the rescue. They've donated four show tickets from the Sapphire Room. They've donated those to the rescue, and we're going to have a drawing. So for $10 per chance, you could win one of the shows at the Sapphire Room. And then the larger donation that they gave was the staycation where you could have a hotel room, uh, breakfast the next morning, $50 credit towards restaurants, a tote Sweet. bag. And for $20 a chance, you're eligible to, to win a staycation. I like that idea. Well, okay, so now let's, I'm going to um, do a little shifting of gears here because now let's say I've, rescued, uh, I've adopted a dog, which I did, right? So I adopted a dog from you guys, and then you bring this dog home. What do you do with it? Okay, we got a, it's basically, a, technically, a lifelong commitment. You are adopting the dog, and you are probably going to live longer than the dog. 
So it is a lifelong commitment for the dog. So how do you bring this dog in and make it part of your family so that it becomes part of your family and doesn't become a harassment to your family? How do you keep the dog doing what you want it to do so it becomes friendly and, and like a true member of the family? Well, I have to, to, to now introduce somebody else that I have here in studio who's been sitting here patiently. <laughs> and I want to say April Jans with Scotch Pines Dog Training. Thanks for joining me here in the studio. Thank you for having me. You have been doing dog training for how long now? I trained my first dog when I was 11 years old. Okay, that was the wrong and answer. I, I do not want to do the math on that. Um, <laughs> I have been the owner of Scotch Pines for 17 years, but okay. it was a family company that I purchased from my parents. Okay. So, so the story of how I got to meet you was, I'm going to go back to 2009. I adopted a dog and my, my, my dream was that I, could, I really didn't have time for dogs until I was later in life. And so I finally got this dog. And I wanted the dog to be able to, to listen to me off-leash, and I really wanted the dog to be able to follow hand commands. That was, I mean, I, that to me, if I could get a dog to do that, I could love having a dog. Well, I got this dog, and I'm walking around the neighborhood, and he's pulling my arm out of its socket, and I'm unbelievably not happy about this choice, and the dog wasn't happy either. And a friend of mine said, I know how you can fix that. And I said, how? Tell me. He goes, Scotch Pines Dog Training. So I looked you up, and I enrolled in your course, and my gosh, what a fantastic course. I am going to strongly recommend you to everybody, because you, it's just what I was asking for, how to get my dog to listen to me off-leash and with hand commands, and what's more is your classes have, like, what, 25 dogs in them? Roughly 28. Yeah. Well, my dog now learns how to listen to me off-leash. When there are other dogs around. With 25 other dogs around, yep. yes, which is awesome. So um, I wanted to have you come on studio because someone's, so let's say you go to friendsforever.animalrescue.com. They adopt a dog. And they go, okay, I want it to be able to do what Daniel's talking about, off-leash, hand commands, that kind of stuff. Let's say I... I what, what, what's some of the first things you want a, a dog owner to learn? The most important thing, and, and it's one of the things that was already covered um, with the rescue, is the socialization factor. That's usually, I would say, one of the leading reasons that dogs end up in shelters and end up in rescue situations. It's lack of exercise and lack of socialization. So a dog that comes out of a rescue situation, you pretty much assume they probably haven't been socialized. So introducing them to real life. You know, if you see somebody riding past your house on a bicycle, snap a leash on the dog, walk the dog past the person on a bicycle. So they realize that's normal. Start, start getting them used to things that they are going to encounter in real life. But then at some point, actual formal training has to happen. Mm -hmm. I usually recommend that once a dog is rescued, there's something called a 3-3-3 rule with dogs. Um, and I'm sure it's something that, that everyone who is in dog rescue is very familiar with, but it's the transition that a dog has when they come into a new home. And it's what they go through the first three days, the first three weeks, and the first three months. Hmm. So a, a newly rescued dog, often we have a honeymoon period. And it's not always good honeymoon period. Sometimes they, they bring out their worst behaviors right at first. And too often, people who rescue a dog say, oh, I can't deal with this and give the dog back. 
let let the dog settle. Let let the dog get used to your home and realize they're not going to be given up. So normally I don't recommend starting any formal obedience training immediately because you're still in that transition stage. The dog is still getting used to their new home and realizing that they actually have a home. They're not going to be abandoned again. And in that time, socialization, exercise, find out, you know, their likes, their dislikes. Let them get used to the schedule of your household. Um, but after that, that three month, um, and sometimes I'll take them prior to three months, but after that transition period, then formal obedience is great. Because at that point, you've built a bond with the dog. You've, you've built some trust there. Because if you take a dog that doesn't know you at all and doesn't trust you, you're going to have a lot harder time training them. Mm-hmm. There, there has to be a bond and a trust there mm-hmm. built up a little bit. But at that point, formal obedience is actually what keeps dogs out of rescues. Because as many times as you hear people say, well, you know, we had a child and so we just had to get rid of the dog. They did not get rid of that dog because they had a child. They did not get rid of the dog because it shed too much. They got rid of the dog because the dog was inconvenient to their life. The dog is inconvenient when it is misbehaving. I've seen dogs that shed like crazy. And as long as they're obedient, the owners love it. They don't care. They just get a Dyson or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those little reasons that you hear people come up with for why they get rid of dogs, that's not it. The, the bottom line is that dog wasn't obedient. Mm-hmm. Obedience, a truly obedient dog, people don't get rid of those dogs because they're wonderful to live with. Mm-hmm. You know, an obedient dog, I equate having a, an untrained dog to having a child who doesn't speak English. Interesting. It would be impossible to live with them. But once you have that trained dog, it's wonderful. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I walk my dogs through my neighborhood and off leash. And um, I've kind of developed a reputation amongst my neighbors that, that Daniel really knows how to train dogs. Mm-hmm. And some, some folks look at it their way and say, Daniel's dogs are so well behaved <laughs> I wish I could find dogs like Daniel does. It's like, yeah. no, I apply what April taught me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do what April taught me. And that's what works. Yep. So it's really, and, and I'm going to say this. Um, one of the things that I learned going through your class was that you're not really training the dog. You're training yourself. Yep. You're training you to think like the dog. Because the dog, from what I've read now, and you can correct me, you're the dog trainer, not me. But most dogs have the intelligence of about a two-year-old kid. And you would not talk to a two-year-old and, think, and, and expect it to understand you at whatever age you are. You have to talk to the two-year-old like a two-year-old, right? Yep. And, and understand that's all the child can process. I think a big mistake owners of dogs make is they want the dog to, un- they want the dog to understand them. Mm-hmm. And the dog can't. And so one of the biggest ahas that I had was learning to think like a dog. Yep. How does the dog think? That was the big turning point for me. So years ago, um, dog training, when, when we started Scotch Pines in 1993, it was like a novelty. People were like, you train dogs? That's weird. It, it was a novelty. Now there's a dog trainer on every corner. It's, it's now popular. You turn on the television, there's dog training programs. There's, everybody's a dog trainer. There's a million videos on YouTube, which is great more, you know, more tips out there. Great. But the one thing that I've found is we've overcomplicated dog training. Dog training is so basic Mm -hmm. because exactly like you said, 
they're like a two-year-old. Yeah. Two-year-olds are not complex once you get down to their level. Same thing with, with dogs. Once you understand how to work with them and how they think, it's easy. Very easy. If you try to go, well, what is the psychology of why my dog is pulling on the leash? Your dog is pulling on the leash because they can and they want to. And they want to know where you are. And as long as that leash is tight, they know exactly where you are. You are dragging down that sidewalk <laughs> six feet behind them and they have no reason to turn and look at you. The other thing that I learned is that dogs have about the attention span of a two-year-old too. With a fresh Diet Coke in them. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm working with a dog, some people come out and they want to spend the next hour training their dog. Bad idea, because after the first three or four minutes, the dog's going, okay, I'm done. Yes. It's, it's quality versus quantity when it comes to training. I will never go out and train a dog longer. My maximum for active training is like eight minutes. Mm -hmm. And then you can go on, you know, a leisurely walk or throw the wall. But very active training, you have a small window of time. Mm -hmm. You're not going to go out and spend two hours training a dog because you're going to put them into sensory overload. They're just going to melt down. I can get more training. I, I tell people this. I can get more training if I train my dog for you know, five times a day for five minutes each than if I spent one hour complete Absolutely. training. Yep. I will spend less than half the time and get more results out of it. Yep. And, and if somebody wants to spend, you know, if they have two hours, that's all they have, two hours together to spend with their dog, have them go out and for the first 20 minutes throw a ball and then do three minutes of training and then spend another 15 minutes, you know, chasing squirrels at the park or, or whatever, and then another two or three minutes of training. So even if they just have that amount of time, if they break it up by 15, 20 minutes, that's still fine. But little, little bursts of training. If you are just tuning in, we've been talking dogs here, a little bit different from what I normally discuss on this show, but we are approaching Christmas and people sometimes get pets for Christmas. Uh, we've been talking to Rosalie Skefich with the Friends Forever Animal Rescue which is Friends Forever, F-U-R-E-V-E-R, AnimalRescue.com, and also with April Jantz with Scotch Pines Dog Training. Um, in our closing minutes of the show, Rosalie, if somebody wants to um, get involved more with Friends Forever, uh, what do you recommend? We have a comprehensive website. Uh, we have a foster application on there, we have the volunteer application, talks about types of volunteer tasks and application to submit. We have microchip clinic registration forms. Uh, if your dog needs a microchip, we can come to your house and provide you a microchip. It'll have events. We have a couple of adoption events per year. I will be putting up the fundraising for Riverside Hotel there shortly. And they can go there versus Facebook. I like that. It's, and it also talks about our process, our adoption process. And it has photos of all their dogs. And it's connected to all the, their own website. Each dog has their own website. So. Which is awesome. Yes, I think that's really cool. I, like I said, I went there because I went to the Humane Society. And I've got nothing against the Humane Society, right? Like I said, we, we've donated thousands of dollars to the Humane Society, and, we, and we've paid down adoption fees. It's, it's how we show love to the dog owners in the, in the Valley. But when I just couldn't find a good match 
for what I was looking for. And I was able to go to the friendsforeveranimalrescue.com and I found several dogs. And I thought, okay, this one happens to live closest to me. And so you've got a great system in place with lots of videos and and information about the dog, so much more than I find elsewhere. Thanks. Thank you. We try. And I want to recommend people go check them out. April, if someone wants to train their dog and uh, maybe get trained as a dog owner, how would they do that with you? Um, They could go onto my website. It's just scotchpinesdogtraining.com. I have a registration form with a drop-down of which date they want, which town. I teach in Nampa and Meridian. But I do also have a page on my website called uh, Training Tips, and I have the main questions that people call me and ask that don't necessarily require an entire nine-week training course. You know, hey, my dog is just senselessly barking at the neighbor's dog. They don't need a nine-week training course and spending hundreds of dollars if that's their one issue. So a lot of those tips I have on my website. So they can just go, read it over, and, you know, it's not one size fits all. Works on the majority of dogs. And if it doesn't work, then they can reach out to me. And it's a good starting point. And something else you offer, one of the services you offer, is you actually will, on a one-on-one appointment, come out to people's homes too, right? Yes, I do private training as well. So for issues... You know, if a dog has aggression issues and they don't want to bring it into a group class, they want to get that corrected first, that's perfect for private training. Um, I also do puppy classes so I can go to their home and work with the issues they're having with their puppy in their home. Same as any just behavior issues that are specific to the home that don't necessarily require a group class, but it's some issue they're having just in the home. Then I come to their home and work with them there. Love it. Love it. All very valuable in uh, pieces of information. I, cause, like, like I said, 30% of Boise residents are dog owners. And um, a lot of people think that their dog is well-trained and then you see them off leash. And um, I, I was uh, talking with somebody who was trying to, trying to tell me how to train dogs and how, how things should be. And, I, and then I found out that their dog had run out and gotten pregnant. And I said, yeah, how's that working for you? <laughs> Yep. Um, but, you know, you, my dog does open the front door and the dog does not run out. People think, oh, the, the, door's, the dog's going to run out. No, she won't. Exactly. She, knows, she knows what that threshold is. She knows she can't go out with my, without my permission. And it's so wonderful. And that's what keeps the dog in a home. Keep, she Nobody wants to get rid of a dog that, that is a pleasure to live with. Yeah. They like it. You want to be able to let your front door stay open and not have to worry that you're going to be that person running like a maniac through the neighborhood, screaming your no. dog's name. She, she stays in the house, and it's, it's, again, applying what it is you taught me. So I want to, I want to thank you for doing that. April Jans with ScotchPinesDogTraining.com and Rosalie with FriendsForeverAnimalRescue.com. And again, that's F-U-R-E-V-E-R. I want to thank you both for joining me here in studio uh, as we approach the holiday season. And if you, again, if you're listening and you want to get a dog, these are the folks to get a hold of. I want to say thanks again to our sponsors, the uh, Boise Relocating website, boiserelocating.com. That's Carmen Glancy with Homes of Idaho. If you want to buy a house where you can house a nice dog, she's the person to find. Also, conservativesof.com, the political action committee to help get conservative, constitutionally-minded folks elected to office. With that, I want to wish you a happy holiday season. This is Dr. Daniel Bobinski here on Keep the Republic. I want to say thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Until then, be blessed. 
Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic. If you'd like to support this broadcast and fund Christian conservative candidates, visit conservativesof.com. And for your real estate needs, connect with Carmen Glancy with Homes of Idaho. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.